Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Biz Talks with Kevin Feely. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, sit down and be ready to take notes. This is Biz Talks. Here's your host, Kevin Feely. Pamela Mulholland, what's happening? Thank you so much for being on Biz Talks with Kevin Feely. Let's talk some business. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing really good. Thank you. Good. So to kind of give everybody uh, the the top down view of, you know, we met on social media. We're both here in the San Diego area and we've done a lot of business together in terms of referrals back and forth. Um, I have a real estate marketing company. Pamela is a real estate transaction coordinator. And Pam is also a master at leveraging relationships and networking with people. Pam is really, really good at this. And I can't tell you that anytime Pam has referred us business, these people are ready to go and they, because they trust Pam so much. Uh, so Pam, thank you for everything that you do and uh, tell everybody a little bit about your TC business. Oh boy. So I've, I've been a TC now for 19 years, full-time um, independent for 19 years. And um it's all I know. I was an escrow officer before that. I was a realtor before that, but this is all that I know. So I work at full time, um, gone through, you know, the crazy market of 2008 and gone through the whole COVID market and now going through this new market and, uh, you know, just working all over California um, and the goals to go nationwide eventually. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all I know. And it's, I love it. I love what I do. I, you know, I, I love what I do and I do what I love. That's so, amazing. Yeah. For me. Yeah. You're, you're a happy person. And, uh, I think part of that also has to do with, you actually have sunlight in your life now because you are no longer in Northern Ireland. So. <laughs> so true. So, <laughs> Although I think they're getting better weather this week than we oh are. <laughs> this whole year. And for those of you that don't know, San Diego's weather has been very much like Seattle this whole year. We've been, we've been gypped and I'm going to, I'm going to try and see if we can get some property taxes back or something, you know? Yeah. It's Ireland. My, my family's texting going, it's really hot over here. And it's like, nope, not here. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so I want to back track just a little bit. Can you let everybody know in simple terms what a real estate transaction coordinator is? And also, uh, well, I'll have another question for you, but let's just break down like what real estate transaction coordinating is. Um, so we're virtual. Um, so we, we, we can work anywhere, literally. And uh, we're there to support the agent then to handle all of their paperwork, track their dates, coordinate with lender, escrow, title, <clears throat> agents, buyers, the sellers, the other TCs, and coordinate and keep everything on track and keep everything going and take that responsibility, which is a lot. It's chaos, right? I call myself a chaos coordinator. Yeah. Um, and take that responsibility away from the agent so that they can be agents. And I always say, why be a jack of all trade and a master of none? You know, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane and realtors have a job of listing and showing property. And our job as a TC is to handle the running of the file um, and just keeping everyone happy and um, updated and in the loop and picking up for the agent when, well, for me personally, it's picking up for the agent when they're too busy 
to, to do certain things. They know that they have a team member behind them. And even though I'm independent and most TCs are, even though it's we're independent, it is, um, we promote ourselves. I promote myself as a member of your team. So that in itself as well, makes the agent look like they're more than just a single agent on their own. Yeah, absolutely. So, so guys, uh, in a real estate deal, there's a million different moving pieces. And if you don't have good glue, like Pam, to keep it together, the deal will fall apart. There's deadlines to be hit. There's paperwork. There's things that have to be following a certain regulation. And I mean, there's just so much going on that Pam's job and what Pam does and her whole business runs off of saving a real estate agent time by not having them do it. And like she said, she's niched down into one specific thing, stay in your lane. So you can be a real estate agent, <laughs> right? And you can be in the real estate business. But I think Pam actually is smarter because she doesn't have to go hunt down deals. She doesn't do anything like that. She works with real estate agents. She's still in real estate, but she's not having to deal with the harder part of being a real estate agent with mo most real estate agents are unsuccessful. So she goes to the real estate agents that are already doing well, and she gets a piece of their deal by handling all the backend paperwork. So for instance, you don't have to be selling real estate to be in real estate. For instance, I have a real estate marketing company. We do a couple million dollars a year, just delivering leads to real estate agents. So if you're ever thinking about going into real estate, just know that you don't have to start off as an agent. You don't have to start off as an investor and you don't have to be in that. You can build a multi-million dollar business in an individual space inside of real estate really easily. And like Pam said, if you uh, stay in your lane and niche down, you'll do <laughs> a lot better. Yeah, I'm, I'm not known for my honesty. <laughs> yeah. Stay in your lane, but it's true. It's true. If we If we... You know, if we went after everything, we wouldn't be successful at one thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I always use the reference of, you know, imagine that there's gold that's like six feet underground, right? And you just got to dig down to that gold six to that gold six feet down underground. However, if you start digging one hole and you stop at two feet and you do that 10 different times, well, you dug down 20 feet. So you could have gone to the gold and then kept going. But mm -hmm. you didn't because you started all these new holes and you never actually made all this yeah. progress, you know? So yeah. let's talk about your relationship marketing. You were really, really good at meeting people and connecting people and referring people. And people really trust and love Pam Mulholland. So if somebody's in business and they're looking to grow their relationships with people and just leverage that side of the business. What tips do you have for them? Um, for me, it's all about bringing joy to someone's life. Um, and that is not just personal, but you know, work, work <clears throat> and personal. Um, it's about making it a joyful experience. And yes, yes, you have to get the job done and you have to do your job. But um, I'm, I mean, you know this, we've known each other long enough to know that I'm always up for a laugh. I'm always trying to find humor. I'm always trying to, <laughs> I'm always trying to make people laugh. And, um, and I bring that into what I do because I know that when people are dealing with me, that I know that people can come away and go, she's just really sweet. She's really nice. She's yep. not going to kill a deal from for being an ass. 
that's yeah. another thing and um you know I, I i make i make things funny my my letters that go out um on opening files are so scattered with humor and it, people write back and go that made me laugh thank you you brightened my day yeah um, and i for me relation it's all about relationship building and for and giving out without expecting anything back yeah. To, to give and give value um, and give value to people and, and not to ask for anything back, but it will come back to you. And that's my philosophy is give without expecting back, but it will come back to you and spread joy and make a, a real estate transaction, a joyful, happy experience for everyone involved. And that's what I just, that's how I go about my day with everything. Yeah. And Pam, that's, Excellent. And I want to just just shed a little light on something. Um, Dan Fulkerson in our interview the other day mentioned that you have to unapologetically be yourself. Like that's the only way to have true success in this life. And you are 100% just yourself. There's no filter. There's no BS. You get what you get. And the, yeah. the, a lot of people think, oh, I should pretend to be this person that I'm not. But the problem is when when you're doing that, you get the people that you attract by putting that energy out. When you're yourself and you are 100% who you are, people see that and the people that are going to mess with you, that are going to do business with you, are going to gen they're going to just genuinely be attracted to you like a magnet. So yeah. I just want to... Yeah, I've done, I've used social media has for me has been where I get my business. I started out with LinkedIn years ago, like nine years ago. Yep. And then I switched over to Facebook and it wasn't, I moved um, four years ago and it was an agent that I met who made me do my first video Yeah, on Facebook. And it, and it truly, when, when I started doing that, that, and, and, and even more, and more, more so as each year has passed since then which is four years ago um I got to realize like you know what this is me that this is just I, I like being me I'm happy with me I am I do like to laugh I do like to crack jokes I do like to infuse humor into everything and that's just who I am and yeah. it, it's I can't pretend to be anything different because it comes across people know people see it if you're if you're if you're not being yourself it's not worth it yep yeah. And it's a whole lot more fun to just be loose in business. I think that the cool thing is, uh, especially with COVID and zoom and all of that, but a lot of yeah. people are no longer wearing suits when they don't want to wear suits. Like I haven't worn a suit. I've worn a suit maybe three <laughs> times. Yeah. Right. I'm, right. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think the beauty of it is we get to be ourselves. We get to be comfortable, but we're also yeah. not judged for it. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that dressing nice and looking good, there, there's sure. benefit to it. But if you're forced to wear a suit and tie every day, it just is, it's a drag. And especially if you live somewhere warm, like California, it's no fun. A challenge. Yeah. Well, I used to do a lot of networking and out in the sense of doing pitches, which I'm going to be honest. I just don't think they work. They did. They don't work for me for TCing. Um, there's much more effective social media is the way to go. But I would go to all of these pitches and I would have, you know, a work dress on and heels. And I felt that I had to look perfect to go. And then it dawned on me. It's like, no, that's yes. I, I love to get dressed up, but it's not about that. Look well, 
but you don't have to play that role. People want to know that you're real and yep. they want to know that they can relate to you. And if they're in jeans and a t-shirt and you're all dressed up to kill in a suit, it can be intimidating. So I'm just myself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think that there's, and, and actually when you mention the pitches, right, the, the <laughs> problem is it's exactly that it's a pitch. People go in and they're, they're not following the rule that you mentioned, which is just go out and serve people, help people with no expectation mm -hmm. of anything in return. It's literally the opposite. People go out and they're looking at what they can get from people. Absolutely. So, so I think, I think if you go to these events and you try to just dump value into them and give away value, then that's, I mean, you can do a lot like that, but also one thing that you think of, how many people are at these pitch events? Oh, you know, depending, it, they can be anywhere from 20 to 40, but some there's, there's, there are much bigger ones, but it just depends on them, but say 20 to 40, depending on the, you know, the way the wind's blowing. Yeah. So let's say that it's 50, right? How many people could you reach in two hours, which is probably about what you're oh. going to spend at least, but how many people in two hours of work can you create content and post it on social media? How many people can you reach now? Granted, it's not the same as meeting somebody in person, but um, just think about how your time is spent. And, and I love in-person stuff. I think that yeah. you can do so much more on social media in such a small amount of time. And then you can meet people in person from social media that are in your area. But, you know, that that's, yeah. Well, I look at networking when you go to these pitches and, and these events, um, going into your room with the attitude of what can I get from this is, yep. of course, the, and I know you're probably you're going to agree with this. It's better to go in there. And this is what I do. I go in there and see, okay. Well, here's these people that I know, which are realtors. How can I connect a realtor with someone that's going to help them? Do they need a plumber? Do they need a roofer? Do they need a cleaner for one of their listings? And that's how I view the relationship is what, who can I bring together to help their business? And so I'm always trying to find ways to refer people and um, support other people's businesses. Cause I know that that is going to come back to benefit me, yep. but, but but that's just because it's a true. What is it? Tried and test, or what's that saying? Tried and tried test. Tried and true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's what it's all about. It's like I'm always trying to find ways to met, to put people together to yep. help them be successful, and that's just the way I view it. That's why yeah. I view networking. Right. Yeah. Je I I I brought this up in almost every probably in the last five videos, but Jeff Fenster has a book called it's, it's all about relationship capital and your relationship bank account. And when you have a relationship, you are either making a withdrawal or you're making a deposit. And we all know that friend that's always going through and making withdrawals, right? Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do yeah. this for me? Hey, do you, right? And it's fine to make withdrawals, but if your overall consistent philosophy is to make deposits in as many of these accounts mm -hmm. as you can, how can I help? Right. Let me go do something when it's time for that ask, when it's time to make a withdrawal, you can, and you don't feel bad about it, but right. there's nothing wrong with making deposits. And the beauty of it is it doesn't really take much effort to go out and do the right thing. I like that. I like that um, analogy of it. That's a really neat, neat way of putting it across. <clears throat> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to send you one of his books. We've got a bunch of them here. I'll send you one of the books. Um, oh, I love that. I, I think you'll really like this one. And he's up in Vista. So he's, he's oh. close. Yeah. Jeff oh, okay. Fenster is the, the founder of Everbold. Do you know who he is? 
of ever ever bowl it's like a acai healthy food restaurant i'm going to connect you guys oh, i think you guys yeah. are really yeah jeff is a okay. really good dude for sure yep. um yeah so all right so if somebody wants to get into real estate what would you tell them uh run <laughs> <laughs> no i i mean i i moved to the us almost 30 years ago and bar the first 2 years uh, oh, real estate's all i know so i i love every facet of real estate and um, if you're going to get in you cannot get in as an agent are you talking about as an agent or just period just getting into the real estate game just in general like how would you if you had to start over how would you do it um i would most certainly start out first and foremost with a written business plan on whichever area of real estate i was going to go into start out with the business plan and treat it like a real company instead of a one-man bandit treat it like it's a company you're forming and with different areas in it and marketing and advertising and you just have a whole written business plan work instructions you know sops you name it and go into it with the mindset that you're starting the next corporation yep that you're starting the next corporation and not that you're just going to be out there, you know, doing open houses and maybe door knocking and maybe sending out some flyers because you're setting yourself up for failure. Yep. Um, and to go in with that mindset that you are starting a corporation or starting a big business and to be consistent and network with people who are already successful and, and take a look at what they're doing and, you know, just absorb everything and never always keep learning and taking a look at the successful people and um but the key is i think so many people get into real estate and they go okay well hey here i am yeah now what and they've no plan when they go into it so that would be my advice yeah yeah and and unfortunately a lot of these people don't know what they don't know they see you know mm -hmm. ryan serhant on tv just shaking hands and making deals or this you know these beverly hills real estate shows and it's all right. a facade. Like that's not how it, and people get into real estate thinking, Oh, I'm just going to go drink cocktails with people and make a, a million dollars a year. That's not how it works. And yeah. if you look at any successful real estate agent, um, they don't have much time. They're slammed. So <laughs> if I'll tell you one thing, if you're looking for a business that doesn't take much work to make money, real estate is not it. Not even. No, fun. absolutely not. It's a full-time job. If you want to be successful, it's a full-time job. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I will say that you can make a good living on the side doing deals with your family and friends, like especially in sure. California where you're getting paid 18, 25, $30,000 on a deal. Yep. Um, so I think it's, I think everybody should have the real estate license or, or, yeah. or at least know somebody that does. But, um, but yeah, I mean, no business is going to be easy when you go into it, especially in the beginning. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so how is business different here than it is in Ireland? The real estate business? Just business in general. Like, what do you notice in terms of the economy and overall business compared to Northern Ireland and here? It's a lot more formal there. Real estate's completely different. Right. It's very different. Um, it's done with a handshake, basically, and the contract doesn't appear until the end of the transaction. And at that point, anybody can back out there's you're not tied into they're not tied in the way you are over here but business in general is a lot more 
formal um a lot is done on a handshake the yep. good old boys club yeah um and a lot more trusting i feel not as cutthroat as it is over here yeah um and a very much relationship very much relationship based yeah well i mean it's yeah. an older place right so there's a lot more tradition in places mm -hmm. like that if you go back to boston or new york where it's just an older place, right? There's a lot more tradition. There's a lot more ingrained culture than when you go to LA, right? It's just a different, yeah. or San Diego or wherever. It's just a different <laughs> vibe, I think. But um, yeah, I mean, I love, but look, again, relationships. The one thing that factors in here is relationships. Relationships impact every piece of your life, especially your business life. Absolutely. And it's the first thing I noticed when I moved over here was that disconnect that I felt here was very much relationship and social back home. And it was missing here. And now I can talk to family back home and they can go, oh, it's becoming so much colder over here. And it's not the way that it used to be. But when I go back over there, I don't agree. I right. still see it. Um, but yeah, everything's everything's relationship based. Yeah, you know, I see it. I see it even on how I I handle the, the you know the admin people at my kids' school. You know, I yep. I kill them with kindness, but but it is me. I'm not doing it to be fake. It's who I am. But it gets you building those relationships gets you so much further. Yeah. Well, I mean, expecting. yeah. I mean, think of what you'll do for a stranger versus what you'll do for a friend, right? So if you can just again make as many deposits as you possibly can mm -hmm. with people. Uh, you, you have more relationships to leverage and I, I, I just, that. yeah, I mean, I just can't stress it enough. And, and also I want to talk a little bit about video content, right? You put out a good amount of video content. You do a lot of live videos. Um, how has video helped your business? Oh, and I haven't been doing as good a job on that recently. So I haven't, I've, um, I was doing uh, a lot more videos, um, but I'm getting back into that. Yep. Um, oh, it's, it's huge. It's, it's different because, you know, I, I've learned to, um, just be myself in the videos. So they kind of can be kind of goofy sometimes Yeah, and I'm okay with that now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's huge. Cause that's how people get to know you. They get to get a feel for, you know, they hear your voice, they see your mannerisms, they, they, they learn your personality. If you're being yourself, they learn right. your personality and that's what they're, you know, that's what they're relating to is, and that's what they're feeding off. And, and that's how you're building those relationships on social media is through video live or, um, <clears throat> or, or video. It's very, very important. And just yeah. be yourself. It doesn't have to be this canned perfect video. Um, just be yourself. And you're a master at that. I watch your videos that you do and you're just, you've always been like that. Well, I mean, not always, right? Like it you have to, and that's the thing is, is people always hesitate on making video content. You just have to open your camera up. Like, especially in the beginning, look, when you and I first met, what, five years ago, close to five mm -hmm. years ago, yeah. when, when we first met, we were both, we had no, it was literally just open the phone and record a video. Now I have Carlos here who, you know, I have two full-time people on my content team that put this stuff together. Um, but it it worked really well in the beginning with no with literally sure. no plan just open the phone and record and i yeah. think that if if you're struggling with video content you need to just do it and get over it because i that's one thing is 
Pam and I can both just open a phone, record content and, and get value from it too, right? Give value and you'll get it back. Well, and I think for sure for me, what was the, 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 the kick over the cliff, if you want to say, yeah. um, of getting over the fear of doing video was I learned that when I do a video, I can't care about what everyone out there thinks of it because yep. you're always going to find people you know 50 percent of the people in the world don't like you yeah. so you're always going to find people who are going to watch the video and go oh she's too perky or she's annoying or she's that or she's this or he's this or he's that and that's okay I, I'm, those aren't the people for me yeah yeah i you i know? do want to give a, a slight pushback because i think that that number of 50 percent, although it's a good like it, the the concept of it is good. I think it's more like ten or twenty percent. I think people far. Oh, I I, well, I I just think that people they underestimate how influential they are and how and and most of the time when mm -hmm. somebody is a quote unquote hater, they really are just envious of you. They wish they could do what you're doing. They 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 see something in you that they don't have. So I think that when you're putting out video content, even when you do piss people off and sure, maybe, maybe somebody doesn't like you, fuck them. Right. Like yeah, who, who cares? Much. You right. know, it doesn't matter because you can't please everyone. You can't please everybody. And if you go through um, doing these videos and go, oh, people are going to, what are people going to say? You know, yeah. you, you know, are they going to like what I'm doing? you just have to get over it and do it. And it's not easy. And that's not easy. I get it. But you just, the only way to get over it is just to do it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, Pam, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to have thank all you. social media stuff in the uh, description of this. And could you leave our audience with one last positive message? Oh Lord. Put you one on the spot. Positive message. Yeah. Oh, you in know, terms of business, in terms of business, I mean, the one thing I would say is you can't be perfect at your business, but you but you can be the best version of yourself at what you do, but never stop striving to be the best version of you. That's the key for me anyway. Oh, I love that, Pam. That's really good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kevin, for having me. It was great. Thank you for being on Biz Talks with Kevin Feely. And thank you for talking some biz. <laughs> you take care. Thanks, Kevin.